You're listening to Run Hard, Mom Hard, presented by Treeline Journal and hosted by Nikki Parnell and Steph Weniger. We're here looking at the ins and outs of what it takes to be a mother who runs ultra marathons. We'll dive in to the challenges mothers face while training and racing ultras as we share and hear stories of motherhood and life from the trails. We hope to be a resource and encouragement to women who are balancing life with kids and all the miles. It's no easy task. We know what goes on behind the scenes while a mom prepares for a long run or race day. Sick kids, lack of sleep, low energy, minimal time, mom guilt, etc. But women keep showing up again and again to run, take care of themselves, and show this sport new levels of strength and grit. We want to be here to celebrate and inspire each other to run hard, find our inner mom strength, and show our kids that so much is possible. Welcome to another episode of Run Hard, Mom Hard. This week we have Sarah Simpson on, but before we get to that interview, Nikki and I are going to talk about our favorite things. So, Nikki, would you like to say your favorite thing? Sure, yes. Well, my favorite thing, this is going to be a tangent. Um, I got a question the other day from another mother runner asking about she's returning to running after having a baby and she was asking about a bra suggestion because she's been yeah. Oh no. no. What? <laughs> I was going to ask you on this podcast. Do you know of any sports bras that will be good? <laughs> no way. Yes. I was literally going to ask you that because I cannot find one. All of them are like either squishy or they're like, it's wow. It's, Yes, this so is keep, serendipitous. Yes, keep going. This is great. I'm uh, enjoying this. <laughs> yeah. Um, here, you're going to have to cut a part out because <laughs> I'm trying to find my resource. Um, so um, Emily Bliss, who we had on last week, actually sent me, I asked her about it because my friend's question was, she's looking for a sports bra that is supportive, but if the bra gets too compressive, then she gets clogged ducts and it's uncomfortable. And no mom wants to deal with that. No. And so um, I have been thinking about that and I was like, dang, I am not the right person to ask because usually what I do is I wear old decrepit sports bras and I double up, you know, in those first couple months when your boobs are bigger <laughs> and, um, but you're not supposed to be running until three or six months. <laughs> well, I never listened to that. I know. I, guess. I didn't know. Um, yeah, I know. I'm, I actually, yeah, I don't do that, but maybe I will. I don't know. We'll see. Okay. Um, anyway, so um, I was going, <laughs> so that's so funny that you're going to ask me because I was going to ask you. And, um, <laughs> and I recently heard from a coworker from Foot Zone, the running shoe store that I work at. Yep is um, my, my coworker said that no sports bra should, you shouldn't wear it for over a year. Like it's really only good for a year. And I, I literally have sports bras from my freshman year of high school that I still wear. Yeah. And that's 15 years ago, whatever. So, um, yeah, I think, um, I, was thinking about bras and um I did look up Emily Bliss's page about bras. I do have a couple that we could link to or actually I could just link to her page that talks about sports bras for yeah. mothers like it's just I think it is something that we need to be more conscientious about. And I think, you know, it's kind of that same issue of like life can be better with a good sports bra and yeah. we don't have to suffer through crappy ones. Yeah. So I'll link to that. Um, I was just going to say like I, when I was pregnant with my, with dash, I bought a moving comfort one, which you can adjust in the back and the straps can adjust. And okay. it's not really a beautiful one. It's, you know, kind of ugly, but it works for when you need, you need the support, but it's not constricting. Yeah. And so um, that really helped me get through when I'm just in a normal state and I'm not, you know, 
newly postpartum, then I really enjoy Wazelle or Lululemon bras mm-hmm. um, that are like specific for running. Um, yeah. So yeah, yeah. that's kind of what I was going to talk about. Well, that's which, amazing. Yeah. Kind of funny that we're on the same page yeah. on that one. <laughs> I, I didn't have a sports bra because I don't have one. I have a Brooks one that has the adjustable straps mm-hmm. in the back. I've heard um, good things about those. Yeah. It's kind of itchy. I don't really love it. And oh. then like when I put it on and maybe it's just because I've had two kids and my boobs in general are kind of large. And so it's like when I have the strap strapped up and I put it on, I have to like unstrap it and like <laughs> lift my boobs up to get it in there. And it, mm. I, it's, it's not comfortable. That but. doesn't sound ideal. <laughs> no, you not. should really check out Wazelle. I you really should. Because you, you were talking Order about one the, of their sports bras. You should. Yeah. They fit good and they're supportive. And they have pockets. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. And then good. I also was seeing some Brooks and some um, Wazelle and some Gap, actually, oh, high-impact bras on okay. Emily's page. So yeah. we will link to that. And yeah. people can go bra shopping on the internet. because yeah. no shopping is the worst. I know. Yeah. <laughs> it is. It's just not fun. Yeah. So anyway. Okay. So what's your favorite thing? I have it with me. Not that you can see it, but it is the again. It's always show and tell with Seth. <laughs> Although you can't see it, <laughs> listeners. I can. Um, it is a black diamond headlamp. Mm-hmm. So I actually got it off of I can't say I got it off. My mother got it off of Amazon because I got it for Christmas this year. But <clears throat> it is obviously super adjustable and the like where the base is for the headlamp it's really squishy and so I don't even have to wear I was thinking I'd have to wear like a hat or something and you don't have to like it's so comfortable it adjusts it has a billion different settings that I don't even know like what to do with there's like extra high and you can narrow it and and it's just very sleek and Mm -hmm. very nice so Mm -hmm. mine is not a tangent but I really enjoyed this black diamond headlamp that's good people want concise they don't want my tangents <laughs> yeah that's great I, I enjoyed your podcast or your your podcast your <laughs> uh, thank you um no it's really important to have a good headlamp especially in the winter you need to be seen and you need to see where your feet are and especially if you're running in the middle of the night on a trail in a 50 miler that starts at midnight so yeah. Except I yeah. won't be doing that anymore. I know, but, but someday you will. Anyway, yeah, I, I will eventually. And so, then, life update. Do you want to yeah. do a little update? Or do you want me to start? Um, you go ahead. Okay. Well, we are still in quarantine. And I am potty training my two and a half year old, which is a lot of fun. Um, she... I don't even know what to say about her because sometimes she's like, mommy, I have to go potty. And she wants to get out of her room all of the time because she mm-hmm. has like, when, when she goes to bed, she wants to mm. go, go potty. Mm-hmm. She, has a, she has a pull-up on and sometimes she goes potty in her pants during the day and I'm just exhausted. And mm-hmm. um, I kind of, since learning about the cancellation for Zumbro, I kind of took a week off, especially like with the mindset that I'm in. And I'm like, I will get back at it in a week. Mm-hmm. It's not like I'm going to lose my fitness completely. And it, it was probably a good break with all of the stress that I've been. I mean, everyone's under stress right now. So it's, it's mm-hmm. just, but um, it was probably a good mental break for me, but I'm ready mm-hmm. to start running again. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. Yeah, I hear you on that. Yeah. Um, I feel like I'm not an anxious person typically, but there it's just been an overwhelming time. And I, I feel like me of all people would enjoy this kind of lockdown slow season. And because I, I love, I kind of like diving in and like taking care of myself and reading and um, getting inspired. And I, I like introvert moments. I have extrovert and introvert in me, but um, so anyway, I was excited about like a season of no rushing around, not having to do as many things, but really there are still a lot of things that we have to do. And Chase and I are working remote. So it's not like anything's changed in that regard, 
but I just feel like the kids are a little extra crazy and I'm going extra crazy and maybe a little more anxious than I normally am and overwhelmed. And so I think I'm trying to adjust to that. And I have done a couple like really slow runs lately, and that has been very refreshing. Just, just like taking it easy Yeah, because I need to right now. I, yeah. I mean, my, you know, still getting out because that's really important for my sanity, but just not, I'm not really putting a ton of pressure on myself and I'm trying to like come up with a daily kind of rhythm or routine for me and the kids, because as pr- was proven last week, you know, day two, day one and two was great. And then all hell broke, broke loose. And, um, I just, we need some kind of structure. And so I've been trying to find a way to have structure, but not like have every minute of the day planned out because that's just going to lead me to failure. That's going to stress me out. Yeah. Yeah. But it's like, I'm trying to do things where it's like, okay, for this, you know, 30 minutes, an hour, whatever, the whole goal is connecting. And we kind of talk about this in the podcast, like connecting with your kid. Yep. Um, or kids <laughs> and um, you do have or, two of them <laughs> yeah, yeah I do. and um, yeah or like create or reconnect with myself like I I honestly these days I have to like schedule in time like 20 minutes in the morning when I first wake up and 20 minutes like those first 20 minutes of nap time when the kids go down I am like rechecking with myself being like, okay, am I stressed? Where am I feeling this stress? What can I do about this? And I, you know, a lot of times for me, that kind of therapy is like journaling, like just writing out whatever I'm feeling. And then, mm-hmm. and then I'm like, okay, I'm good. And now I can get back to work or yeah. the to-do list or whatever. But yeah. anyway, I just think us moms have to do what it takes to like, remember that we can take care of ourselves during this time. Yeah. I think we need to give ourselves permission to like, you know, if we put the kids on a show for an extra 30 minutes, fine. Were we able to breathe and then we're able to be a more calm, loving mom. Great. Like, so sue me. Yeah. I (laughs) know. Screen time, whatever. Yeah. (laughs) I know. It's not going to destroy them. Like, Mm -mm. and you know, it's probably more beneficial because mom is just a little bit more sane. We're not completely sane being a mom. Especially during this, but slightly more sane. Exactly. Yes. That's the goal here. Yeah. You know, (laughs) just make it through. (laughs) Yep. We're just moms making it. Yeah. Yeah. So on this episode of Run Hard, Mom Hard, we have Sarah Simpson. Um, She is a mom out of Minneapolis and she runs with her husband and she has two kids, and it's just a great episode to learn about how other moms are just making it through. It's been, I don't, it was really great talking to her about, especially about her, her husband, how they do the same races all the time, um, mm-hmm. together, not separately. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. She's an awesome runner, mother, doing all the things. She's a potter, which I think is really neat. Um, and she's just a real life mom. And it's so refreshing to hear a real mom talking about life. Yeah. And how she does it and mm-hmm. doing this crazy sport that mm-hmm. I don't, you know, we're insane to begin with as moms, especially moms with littles. And then to want to do 50Ks, 50 milers and beyond. It's, mm-hmm. it's yeah. Just- her favorite distance is 50 miles, which is really cool. Um, I don't think it's really my favorite. I love it, but those are hard. Those are tough. Um, yeah. So it's just, it's fun hearing yeah. her perspective. So give it a listen. Do you want to tell us a little bit about yourself? Introduce yourself a little bit? Sure. Um, so I'm Sarah Simpson. Mm-hmm. And um, I have two kids, two boys that are five and two. 
and um, I've been running for, oh gosh, I guess I haven't even thought about how many years it's been. Um, it's probably been about 10 years, mm -hmm. nice. I'd say. Um, and I started out doing road racing marathons um, and ran Boston in 2011. And then from there kind of just um, felt like I needed to find something else, you know, like once you do Boston <laughs> for road racing, it's kind of like that's the goal. And then you get to that point and then where do you go from there? Um, so mm -hmm. then my, my sisters actually were running with me for most of my races when I first started out and they decided they wanted to try out trail running and get into the longer distance on trails. Um, mm -hmm. I think the first race that we did on trails was actually a double marathon. Oh, nice. <laughs> <laughs> a big jump um that was their idea and I made it I think I made it to about mile 30 on that one and didn't actually finish the race and um, I was like I don't know if I'm cut out for this or if I like this uh, but I, I did continue and went on to do like 50ks and really enjoyed that distance um, and then probably two years after that did a 50 mile for my first time and now that's become my favorite distance actually okay nice. mm, yeah. nice. your favorite distance <laughs> <laughs> it's like the first I feel like the first ultra that people do is usually kind of rough and and yeah. then you don't really know if you'll go back to it and then you end up going back <laughs> and, yeah, and, yeah. <laughs> yep there's been probably like at least three times during my running career that I've been like, I'm never running again in my life. <laughs> and, then, and then, you know, I'm back at it. Oh yeah. Doing yeah. Another race, always signing up. So I yeah. Know. There's something I, in it that like, we can't live without it. <laughs> no. Yeah. I always have my eyes peeled for different races and what's coming up. And... Mm -hmm. so. Which is hard in this day and age. Specifically. Yes. But yeah. <laughs> yeah, it is. yeah. Do you yeah. have any races on the calendar or or hopefully still on the calendar this year? Yep. Um, yeah. So my husband and I raced together and we picked out our races for this year already. And we try to like during this time of year kind of plan out what we're going to be doing for the season and get them all signed up. Um, so we are planning on the spring 50K, the, the Superior Spring 50K, but I don't know if it's going to happen because that's mid-May. Mm -hmm. I know. But that's one that we've done. This will be our eighth year that we've done that one together. Okay. There was that's one awesome. year that I did not do it because I was eight months pregnant with my two-year-old. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Probably shouldn't be running that much. <laughs> yeah. But I did race it when I was, um, how far along was I? I think I was about 18 weeks pregnant with my, okay. with my first child when yeah. I still ran 50K that year. Um, nice. So yeah. I could tell you all about running while pregnant and like going through a race during pregnancy and stuff like that. Um, it, it was a little different, but it was my first child. So I didn't have another child to like. Mm -hmm. trudge along with at the same time at least yeah mm -hmm. yeah tell us about how you felt and maybe how your body reacted to that distance yeah um so training felt really really good I felt like I kept up mostly with my regular pace mm -hmm. and then probably two weeks before the race I was like, it, it kind of hit me that like, I'm getting bigger, this is getting harder, and my body's not feeling quite as good, like my legs would start to hurt, and I started to have like round ligament pain a lot, that was a big thing, Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, so, but it was two weeks before the race, so I decided I'd just kind of like trail off the distance for a little bit, and then just save my energy for the actual race itself, and the race itself went pretty well, um, it took two hours longer than my average time when I'm not pregnant. <laughs> so okay. it was definitely a longer haul. Yeah. Yeah. Which can make it maybe feel a little bit harder and, you know, just 
yeah. just carrying extra weight and like you're on your feet for a lot longer and yeah but. I think probably the first half of the race like felt pretty typical and then then it started to after that point just be more walking than running mm-hmm. and like let's just get through this and make sure the baby's safe and yeah kind of consider how my body was yeah how awesome that you can do that even when you're 18 weeks pregnant that's awesome yeah I mean most women especially with their first one they get like pampered and they're like oh just relax take it easy you're like I'm just gonna run a 50k (laughs) (laughs) I know well I'm thinking like I I did a half marathon when I was pregnant with my son, who's four now, and yeah. literally every single joint in my lower legs at one point was like severely in pain. Um, yeah. you know, like my right ankle, my left knee, my right hip, my left hip, my left <laughs> ankle, my toes, like everything when (laughs) and and it was fine and I kept running like through my pregnancy but it was just a really weird experience I don't know if you like felt anything like that when you were running the 50k I I think it was just my body was like finally adjusting to being pregnant and yeah I don't know it was bizarre yeah I don't recall having like too much discomfort Mm -hmm. um I would say my first pregnancy was also like just such a breeze. It went perfectly smoothly, like not a lot of trouble. Um, with my second pregnancy, I didn't keep up with running. And I think like everything was hurting constantly whenever I did try to run. So that one would have been way different mm-hmm. having a race yeah. scheduled at 18 weeks with that one. I don't think I would have been doing quite as well. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But it's all like each pregnancy is different. So you just do what your body can do. Exactly. Yeah. And I was the opposite. My first pregnancy, I ran up until probably about 18 weeks. And then I had such bad pain going down my legs that I could only walk. And then with Amelia, my second, I ran until 32 or 35 weeks. It was really close to the end. Wow. And that's so funny that that was reversed for you. Yeah. I know. Well, and you think I'd be more tired because you have your second kid, but, right. or you have your yeah. first kid, you know, as a <laughs> <Yeah>. toddler, <laughs> but your second kid's in your belly. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> but yeah, no, it was, and I noticed that I was able to come back faster. Did you have an experience? I mean, that'd be opposite for you, Sarah, where you were able to come back faster with your first one because you were running the whole time? Yeah. Yeah. I felt, um, I felt stronger sooner with my first one. And um, so he was born in October and then I was back on the trails running, um, did the 25K that May. Mm -hmm. So he was about six months old when I was doing the 25K that year instead of the 50K. But I I actually like kind of regret that I didn't just go all out and do the 50K because that's what I've done every year and yeah. I finished the 25k and I was like I feel like I barely even got off the couch <laughs> like I needed, I needed more distance than that so yeah mm-hmm. that one I wanted to make sure I didn't like overdo it but I definitely could have and felt like I was back to myself pretty well when he was six months old um and then my second I kind of I think he was probably a year and a half when I felt like I was oh. back to myself pretty much yeah Mm -hmm. um it was a lot longer yeah so yeah it was this past summer that I did the 50k and 50 mile and he was two years old and I was like yeah this is I'm back at it 100% and this is me again Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. yeah it takes longer the second time at least it did for me I don't know about Steph having your pregnancies it was opposite yeah it was oh okay yeah it's just pregnancy is different it's not necessarily like which kid you're on it's just how your body do it right yeah yeah I I have to um get a charger for my phone because it's starting to die bad timing I didn't so you have been racing you know so you've done the um spring superior Mm -hmm. 50k or 25k um every yeah yeah Oh yeah, for sure. (laughs) 
um with your husband eight years now yeah and like and that's that's, so and so um your kids are five and two you said Mm mm-hmm yeah, so just kind of sprinkled in there. You've yeah. been pregnant yeah. or recovering or whatever. Um, and so how has ultra running changed for you since becoming a mom? I mean, I know there's the return to running that, you know, it takes time to get back after certain different pregnancies or whatever. But um, yeah. in general, how has running changed for you since becoming a mom? Right, yeah. Um, yeah, because I had three years of ultra running before having kids at all. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I would say it's changed the most as far as like how much time I can commit to focusing on training. And um, I would say I still do the same amount of races each mm-hmm. year. Mm-hmm. So I'm getting out there on the trail with like the pack of runners and like having the race experience just as much. But but I feel like having running as part of my everyday life has diminished a little bit more. Mm-hmm. So um, that's the bigger difference because when I was racing before, it'd be like, you know, I'd go and do my day job and then get off of work and go run for a couple hours. And it was just like part of my everyday life more. Um so now I just kind of try to intermingle running in my life when I can, and mm-hmm. um, and the kids often tag along. Um, so last summer, I got the most amount of training in that I have in years since having kids, and okay. it worked out pretty well because I had my five-year-old on his bike, mm. and then oh, nice. two-year-old in the stroller, and like kind of made it a big outing for all of us to just enjoy being out on the trails um like around the lakes since we live in Minneapolis we have like the chain of lakes with the nice paths and everything yeah um so that was kind of a nice routine this past summer to get out and do that and sometimes it was pretty much just like the three miles and that would Mm -hmm. be during the week I'd get out almost every day and do just just the three miles Mm -hmm. and then on the weekend I'd make sure to like do a, a 10 plus mile run and get in the bigger runs just packed in on the weekends. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, like my overall mileage in training isn't as much because of the smaller runs during the week that I would normally be ramping up more higher distance. Mm-hmm. Day to day. Mm-hmm. Do you what feel, <laughs> sorry, no, what, go ahead. What, what did you say? I just was going to say I can relate because it's hard for me to do long runs with a double stroller or, or a single stroller. Um, yeah, they yeah. don't want to be out there that long. So. No, no. Yeah. You have to work with what you got. And sometimes that three miles, like that's kind of my sweet spot with a stroller also. Yeah. So I can relate. Yeah. yeah. And you want, you want the kids, like my main thing is, my focus is on my kids, like in every part of life. So I want it to be a good experience for them mm-hmm. and not something that they're like, why are you dragging us out and making us do this? And like ending up hating it and like, like growing up to be like, oh, running is terrible. Cause I never enjoyed <laughs> doing that with my mom. Like, you know, I don't want to yeah. have them end up like, so yeah. yeah, I want it to be, I always make sure to gauge like if they're feeling it or they're not. And sometimes we quit early just because we're going to have a good time. And that's mm-hmm. the the bigger, more important thing is like just incorporating incorporating a lifestyle, but making sure that it's something that they see as a positive thing. Because mm-hmm. yeah. Nikki and I were talking about not feeling always prepared for a race. Like when I am running, even like Zumbro, when I was training for Zumbro, now it's canceled, which is really yeah. sad. But um, I was, I'm like, I think I know I can do it but it might be more painful than if I was fully prepared for it because I just don't have, I don't have time to do a, uh, like 25 miler one day and then a 15 miler the next day because Mm -hmm. I have to take care of my kids and something's going on and there's all this stuff. And I am consistently running enough that I know I would have been able to handle it, but not to the point that I could push myself to exceed at it. (laughs) Do you feel like that's kind of where you're at? (laughs) Yeah, 
I find that, um, so with me and my husband both being ultra runners, like Mm -hmm. that's kind of like, also like we each get our one weekend run. So it's like, Mm -hmm. I get Saturday, he gets Sunday. We don't get to like both cram in more on the weekends mutually. So yeah, it's like, because it takes up so many hours. It does. It's, it's even more like splitting and juggling and yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And so I'm curious about, since you guys run a lot of races together, how does that look? Who's your crew and your support watching, like who's watching the kids while you both are out on the trail? Yeah. Um, it's, 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 I don't know. It's not always the same. So for the 50 K, um, we have my husband's parents live locally here. So they would usually be our crew for most of our races that we do. But for that particular 50 K, that's always a weekend that they're not available. Mm -hmm. And um, so we always have to try to find somebody else for that one. And that's, that's always like a surprise. (laughs) (laughs) We just find whoever is available and it's always worked out where we find somebody and like, we have amazing friends who just want to either help us out and support us to accomplish our goals or sometimes it's another runner that we have a friend that's like running the race too and then their crew ends up being our crew um so that one's kind of a unique one and it's always Mm -hmm. fun to see how that adventure plays out (laughs) um yeah but then for the 50 mile it's my in-laws that come and be our crew for that one and we do make a point of having the kids like come up because we like to camp. So we camp yeah. nearby the race start and we get to have a, a weekend as a family and then them coming to cheer us on at the aid stations. Oh, the That's North Shore the- is so pretty. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I know. I love it. I know. I do too. Yeah. Well, it's kind of fun that you make it a family. I, I mean, just like you were saying with making it a positive experience for your kids it's nice to like be camping as a family, include them in it. And then, you know, I mean, they want to be part of it, I bet. And yeah, cheer you on. Yeah, they look forward to it. There was one time, um, I think it was for the 50K this past year, it was pretty chilly and rainy. Mm -hmm. And um, so we, we didn't know if the kids would be able to manage being out in the cold that much. And the people that were going to be watching the kids, had a young one as well. So they opted to take the kids to the train museum in Duluth for the day. So they didn't come cheer us on at any of the aid stations. And I missed them so much. And (laughs) discussion, he was like, mom, I really want to see you while you're running. I want to cheer you on. Like he just was like so excited to come and cheer on all the other runners and everything too. He was kind of bummed out that he couldn't. Oh, yeah. It was sweet to see because that just shows that we've been doing it enough and consistent enough that it's something that he looks forward to and, and remembers. Mm-hmm. Special. Yeah. Yes. So did you and your husband start running ultras at the same time or did one of you get each other into it? Yeah. Um, we started doing ultras together at the same time. I was a runner before he was, and I got him into it when we started dating yeah good job yes (laughs) yeah so one of the the first run that he ever did with me I was like oh let's just go out and do two miles and I was training for marathons at that point and he's like okay I think I can do two miles and I'm pretty sure we got a mile in and then we walked the second mile because we were going to go out one mile and then back um that's so that was his first run with me but uh, but now he's actually um run a hundred mile oh wow so which one so did he do I, have, I haven't done that he did um vermont 100 oh. i'm from new hampshire originally so we went out there and did it with my family oh cool. nice. yeah do you think you will do a hundred miler someday i don't plan on it i'm not interested <laughs> actually i'm not interested yeah. in that one yeah. fair enough yeah i, I don't think that does it though because I got to pace him for the last 30 miles and that that was like a good ultra distance for me and it was fun to support him when he was like feeling really drained yeah Yeah. what was that like I mean being that support as a wife you know I mean it's funny because sometimes 
I, my husband runs too, and I've seen him at pretty low points. And it's like, it's hard to know what to say to keep them going sometimes. And, you know, you want to be really supportive, but also like empathetic to what they're going through. I don't know. How did you yeah. do that? What was that process like? Um, I feel like my husband and I have a pretty good connection. Like when we're doing races and like being active together, that's when we connect the most and really thrive. So for me, it felt like it just came naturally to just like, I'm a chatterbox when we run. So <laughs> it's like talked and talked and it entertained him and he mm-hmm. didn't really talk back. He never really talks back when we run together, but, but Love that's it. fine because that's the kind of way that I talk is just like not need feedback. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so I, I, I was like trying not to like annoy him, but he was like, no, this is entertaining. This is good. Um, and then my, the pain. yeah, my favorite moment of supporting him though, was this one point that we were, we had to go up and over like a rock wall. Cause there's all these like rock, rock walls through the woods. And this one trail for some reason, you had to go up and over it to continue the trail. Kind of weird. It doesn't make any sense. <laughs> but um, but he was in front of me, and he was going to step up, and he started to fall backwards and couldn't oh, no. stop himself. And I just like, like <laughs> up and over the wall. <laughs> like, Here you go, husband. <laughs> Literally lifting him yeah. up. Yes, <laughs> yes, physically and emotionally. <laughs> that's great that's awesome yep. oh. so there's some good bonding moments and lots of lots of nice time together on the trails I love it that's really nice and it's nice to see uh, for your kids nice to see their parents working together for a common goal I mean yes there are common goals in life like jobs and houses and all that kind of stuff but something that you have to like yeah. really work towards mm-hmm. it's good for them to see that too yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so then have you done any um like 50 milers or races that your husband hasn't done and he's crewed you? Like have you taken turns? Um I did a half triathlon mm. that I did myself and he crewed me. Mm-hmm. For um but all of our trail races I've done and he's been with pretty me. much most part we run like side by side the entire race. That's awesome. so cool. I love yeah. that. Up until this this past summer though, our training was like so different from each other because we were tag teaming so much and I actually spent like a month out in New Hampshire with my parents and he wasn't there with me and I got more training time in on the trails. So we went into the 50 mile this past summer saying like this is going to be like to each his own, like our very own race. Mm-hmm. Um, so we were like, well, we'll start out together and like, just do it together. But if we notice that we're starting to, you know, go on separate paths, we'll just let it happen. Mm-hmm. So oh, at the halfway point that we started to like leapfrog a little bit and he went a little ahead of me and I tried to catch up, but like started to distance and then, um, and then, and all of a sudden we started to leapfrog the opposite way. And I started to get like a little bit more ahead of him and he started to fall a little bit more behind um, and then in the end, I finished about an hour before him. Oh, nice. Yeah. How, how did really you feel about that? Finish. Yeah, I'd um, be happy. I felt really good. And I think <laughs> he felt pretty good too. Like he's totally. super supportive and proud That's of me. Good. So good. yeah, it's, it's such an individual race, really. I mean, 50 miles, especially it's, you go through so many highs and lows and it's really, I mean, you just never know what the day's going to bring. And so it's just awesome to do it and feel good at the finish line if you can. And <laughs> yeah. That's yeah. Awesome. Why, I why love- is the 50 mile distance your favorite? What do you love about it? Um, man, I love lots of things about it. I love that it's just more time out in the woods. Um, and I love that it's a little bit slower paced. Mm-hmm. Like you can just like enjoy and relax and um this one that I did this last summer I even sat on a bench and like looked at the river for a couple minutes because mm-hmm. I was just like I'm just gonna enjoy 
Um, so it's nice to just like have that mindset. I feel like I push myself more on the 50k to kind of have a good finish. And so, yeah, I like the relaxed part of it. And, um, I feel like I recover better from the 50 mile from the 50k as well, because of not pushing quite as hard. Yeah. So it's nice to not be debilitated for a whole week afterwards. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I was going to go, I was going to, um, ask about your, sorry, I forgot about this and now I'm going back about your different pregnancies. The first one, were you breastfeeding while you ran that was a, it was a spring 50 K right. Superior. Mm -hmm, I was, um, yeah, I think that I, I have been breastfeeding for most of my races up until this last summer. Okay. Um, but the one that I did the 25 K when I had a six month old was the one that oh. I think that was the only one I really had to stop and, yeah. and breastfeed my child. Um, okay. mm-hmm. the other ones, they were old enough that they could go without. The yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, it's only a six month old. They eat all the time still. I was just going to yeah. ask like, how, how did it go? And then I was going to ask if you stopped and if you did anything different as far as hydration or nutrition with any of your yeah. races while feeding. Um, yeah, for training, it didn't end up being anything I had to really like work around breastfeeding. Um, but for, so for the 25 K when I had stopped and, um, at the aid station, I stopped and nursed and then I ended up actually just like sitting there and waiting for my husband, Jared to catch up to me because he was doing the 50 K and it was like an out and back I was like, well, if I stay here at my halfway point, then he'll come back this way and then we can finish together. So I did. So I finished my finishing time of my 25K was the same as his 50K. (laughs) (laughs) And I remember John Storkamp being like, how did that happen? (laughs) Like, well, I I took a break. Yeah. I spent some time with my little six month old for an hour or so and then got to spend some time with my husband. Yeah, I love it. Awesome. That's so <laughs> little nice. dates. You know, you have to have little mm-hmm. dates. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, run dates. Oh. Mm-hmm. It's. I would love to do that. I'm trying. I'm still trying to get my husband to run, but it'll yeah. happen. Hopefully. But yeah. Hopefully. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, we all so, have our different. Yeah. Yes, we do. Um. Yeah. And then I was going to ask you too, you were talking about stroller running. So my sister bikes around those lakes all the time. Oh, um, yeah. She lives, oh. I don't even know where she lives, what like suburb or like little section. She's probably going to listen to this and not be very happy with me that I don't know where, she, but it's all, I don't know Minneapolis very well. Um, but so you, do you just have a single stroller and then your older one bikes with you? Yeah, I kept wanting to get a double stroller and kept just deciding that I didn't feel like I needed it. So, yeah. yeah. Plus, it's like my older child doesn't want to sit in the stroller. He wants yeah. to be moving when I'm moving. He's like, you know, come on, let me be active too. So, <laughs> that's good. So, yeah, I didn't think that it would really work out to even bother having the double stroller. Yeah. Did you push your first son in the stroller a lot? When he was little? I did. Yeah, yeah, I did. What mm-hmm. what tips do you have that helped with a successful stroller run? Even though you said it was about three miles, but that's still, I mean, even half an hour for kids is hard to sit still. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I have memories of a screaming child the entire way. And that's, you know, <laughs> a half hour of screaming. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. So you just um, say sorry to everybody. Sorry, we're okay. Sorry. <laughs> You're back, yeah. you know? <laughs> I just like I pretty much always treated it like anytime you go anywhere with a little potential screaming bomb you just bring like as many distractions as you can little snacks and toys and um sometimes I just stop and let them get out and Mm -hmm. yeah Mm -hmm. I can't give you a magic answer for that one no that's okay (laughs) yeah and it changes um, yeah. 
Sarah, do you work? I kind of do. <laughs> okay. Have um, Right now, I just picked up a part-time job at Lifetime Fitness. It's okay. just like two, right. nights, two nights a week. Um, nice. And prior to that, I kind of did some rental management stuff because we own a couple of rental properties. And so I would deal with some of the details of that. And we run Airbnb in our basement as well. So oh, nice. a little okay. bit of this here and there. Yeah. But yeah, mostly staying home with the kids. So. Oh, yeah. Fun. I just was wondering if you were also um, going around work schedules and whatever for training and all that stuff. And yeah. and so what does your husband do? Can I ask that? Yeah. Um, he works at Wells Fargo Home Mortgage. Mm-hmm. Oh, nice. Okay. And so, so does he do a lot of training runs? with you guys with the stroller and the bike and all of that um I try to mostly like get a lot of mine done during the day so then he can have the evenings Mm -hmm. and sometimes he'll run to work and like pack his clothes and and coordinate like running to work and then running back so he can get in his distance that way and kind of like not have to impede on family time in the evenings Mm -hmm. and stuff too yeah oh cool Mm -hmm. it's it would be difficult to try and manage those schedules, especially when you're training for something like if he's going to do a 50 mile with you um, to manage those times. I don't have to do that. So that's a plus for me. Right. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's, like, it's hard when you're both like trying to be yeah. awesome athletes. It's yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I know. Both of us are kind of just like average athletes instead. <laughs> well, and well, I feel like it's just this stage of life too, because you have little mm-hmm. kids and it's all of your focus is on them all the time. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. it's it's hard to really focus on too much else until they get older and you're able to just like leave them at home. <clears throat> yeah. Yeah. I, yeah, I think um, it's, just the point of this time of life is to just be doing it (laughs) just just keep doing it but it doesn't have to like be the most beautiful like most well put together race you know yeah well there there are so many women who are over 40 who are just kicking butt and I'm like okay that'll be my goal when my kids are older and I'm older (laughs) I'm gonna kick butt Yeah, we peak when we're well, older. Yeah, right so. now until you get to that point. Yeah, yeah, I'll mm-hmm. just ride it out. Yep. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So, what other hobbies do you have besides running that are filling up your, your bucket? Um, My biggest thing that completely fills my bucket is pottery. Oh, cool. Ooh, pottery. Nice. Yeah. I just started getting back into it these last couple of months since having Landon when he was born I thought I could keep up with it since he was my first um I was working at a pottery studio for my full-time job prior mm-hmm. to having kids and started um making my own at home I bought two of my own wheels and started doing some art fairs and okay and building up my own business like within the year before having my first mm-hmm. and so I was like well I'll just like this will be good I'll keep my home business and mm-hmm. um Turns out any job is still a job <laughs> and, <Yes. laughs> and if you don't have childcare. You still have to juggle that. So um, I think when he was about three months old, I was like, I give up and I'm not touching this. <laughs> but I can like start oh. focusing on having, like actual job life again. Mm-hmm. So that within these last couple of months, I picked up like a little part-time job at Lifetime Fitness and felt mm-hmm. like I could start pottery again and start to build that up again. Nice. That is so neat. Yeah. Yeah. I I tried doing pottery in high school and I did not do very well at it. I made a cup. I think I have a cup on my shelf still from high school, but. (laughs) 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 Yeah. Well, it's so nice to have, it's so nice to have a creative outlet too when you're a mom and, and it is really hard to be, it's hard to have the mind space to navigate that all the time like you were talking about um it, it takes a while to like be all right enough to like get back into extra stuff but that yeah. is cool 
I, I think, I think it's like really important to like our souls to still have those creative outlets. Nice that you have that and you're able to do it and you have two wheels at your house. I do. Yep. They're actually right down here in basement. I have a little studio space. That's awesome. At least you don't have to like drive anywhere to go. I mean, Mm -hmm. it's just. Mm -hmm. How, how much time do you, do you get to spend on that? And like, when do you fit that in? (laughs) On top Um, of Well, actually the beauty of it is that um, it, it fits in so easily. Mm -hmm. Like, I don't know why I didn't start this sooner, but um, my, my five-year-old just loves doing pottery with me. So, so basically every day he asks, like, can we go down and do some pottery? And so I go down, put a little ball of clay on his wheel since I have two wheels and, and then have mine and make my stuff. And he just plays with the clay and we do it for like an hour. Wow. That's awesome. That's so cool. I was going to ask if they do, if they help you. Mm -hmm. Yeah. My two-year-old, like when he comes down and does it, I don't really get to make anything. (laughs) Right. So it's more yeah. Yeah, really helpful that I bring my five-year-old and then then we get to actually make some stuff well then it's like your little date with your older one too because I'm sure it's hard when you have both of them and your time is divided like they always say to try to make a date with each kid so it's nice yeah. that you get to spend some time with him doing that yeah I know yeah and I think it's it's really good timing because I feel like he was really needing to connect with me Mm -hmm. on a deeper level too like it's been I don't know I feel like we've been kind of missing connection and um so we started this and I think it's helped him feel really good so yeah Mm, that's so important and it is really easy for that to happen I just was wondering like what what is the hardest part about motherhood for you in your journey so far um <laughs> kind of loaded <laughs> yeah um hardest part um having two kids has been really hard on me um I'm not very good at multitasking to begin with and I feel like I get really stressed out and overwhelmed like trying to balance two little lives mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, that's probably the hardest part is like, I, and I'm, I'm like an all or nothing kind of personality too. So like, there's a lot of days that I feel like I just want to throw in the towel and quit completely because I can't do it 100% amazingly Then I might as well not even bother mm-hmm. is like, I, I feel that kind of emotions. So yeah, that's the hard part is like, I want to, I want to be the best and I want to do a really good job and yeah. A lot to balance. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, well, yeah. So, because your older one was three when you had your second one. Yeah. Did you feel like any, like, you felt bad because you're kind of not going to have that one-on-one time with your older one anymore when you had your second one? Yeah. Um, and my first is kind of like a major mommy like monster (laughs) Mm -hmm. so he he demands a lot of my attention and um like all day long it's like (laughs) (laughs) so yeah it it feels like there's just a lot of like pressure on me to be everything for each of them and and I I can't I can't yeah yeah it's it's it, yeah, it's, it feels impossible some days. Yeah, yeah, it does. It is yeah. getting a little bit better though with them being, um, like with my two year old, he's actually he's going to be three in June, so he's getting more towards that like super interactive, playful. Like mm-hmm. they do a lot of imaginary play together now, and mm-hmm. so moments like that is like, oh, that's the best part of the day. Mm-hmm. Whereas it's just like they're doing their thing and they're loving it, and I can just like sit back and enjoy that they're like entertaining themselves mm-hmm. yeah that's really totally. nice yeah yeah so. starting some breaths of fresh air <laughs> yeah oh my gosh it takes it a while to get off. there <laughs> yeah. yeah it does yeah. No. it does because my two were only 18 months apart when I 
um, had them and or when I had Amelia and I felt like I was taking away some of that time with Joanna and mm-hmm. yeah. um, but now so Amelia is almost 11 months and they're interacting more mm-hmm. now and it's nice to see like how much Amelia loves Joanna and how much Joanna loves Amelia mm-hmm. and so same I, with me same yeah. with kids and and it's I think moms are always gonna feel a little bit of that guilt or even just sadness you kind yeah. of mourn the life of I mean it's like when you have the first baby you mourn <laughs> a little bit <laughs> mourn the life that you had pre yeah. I at least I did yeah yep. I had yeah our first um kid was a surprise and <laughs> so oh. I, I was definitely mourning my old life and then um, even though I love him, of course. And then, then you have your second kid and then you mourn the time with just one and oh, how that was yeah. like easy, quote, unquote. I know <laughs> and you had more time and maybe you had a little bit less distraction. You, you know, you felt like you could uh, maybe multitask a little better, but it, it is a whole other ball game with two. Yeah. So mm-hmm. like sure. we're saying, but anyway. So we always ask our guests, Two questions, and one is, "What's your favorite race that you've ever done? <laughs> that you've ever favorite race that I've ever done? Ooh, um, I want to say Voyager, just because that's been like I've been high off of how well this last summer went with that one. Mm-hmm. Um, but I also my first fifty mile was in California, and it was amazing doing a fifty mile in California too. So that one, that one also is a favorite of mine too. Is it okay to have two favorites? Yeah, sure. Yep, yep. Okay. <laughs> There's no it's real well, bridges rolls. It's okay to have three favorites because <laughs> I also really love the fifty k because it's like our first race of the season, and we've done it every year for so many years now too. So. <laughs> Mm-hmm. They all have a soft spot for me. They do. Yeah. Total what was, what was like, the race in California? Um, it was Dick Collins Fire Trails 50 hmm. mile. Um, I think it's actually not an event anymore. I think it, oh. um, last couple of years, I think it hasn't continued. Hmm. But it started at Lake Chabot, if you know where that is. And then it went out um, and was like a, a out and back course. So at the halfway point was up on a top of a pretty high mountain peak and mm-hmm. you could over San Francisco Bay and see the Golden Gate Bridge. And Oh, cool. Oh, cool. Just you for a minute before you head back. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. A little tease. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, awesome. It was a clear day too, which was super nice. We got to see clear blue sky and have a, a view of the whole city. It was sweet. Mm-hmm. So That's cool. awesome. And so last question, um, what is one of your favorite healthy go-to easy meals that you make for your family? Ooh, ooh. Um, <laughs> just sharing ideas, you know, <laughs> challenging me on, on my home cooking, um, <laughs> or, or maybe you have nothing and maybe you don't cook and that's fine too. Yeah. Sometimes I go through spurts of like having canned chili and rice. And mm-hmm. just like being in survival mode and making mm-hmm. sure the kids have food in their belly. And then yeah. um, I do like to make casseroles. Um, one of my favorite casseroles that the kids always just gobble up is a chicken pot pie that I make in in like the big casserole dish. And I just do all the mixed veggies and make a little gravy sauce and then put cornbread topping. Mm. Of it. Yum. So you mix up the cornbread and just like spread it over the whole top of the casserole stuff and then put it in the oven and it like cooks on top of there. And that's the crust of it. Yum. I've never (laughs) heard of a pot pie with cornbread. It's very good. Yum. Every time I make it though, we end up eating so much food, like (laughs) stuff our bellies because it's like so delicious. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That's good though. That's, I mean, that's the key. If like to make things that the kids will love and yeah, yeah. yeah. that's awesome. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. Awesome. Thank you for yeah. sharing. Yeah. Thank it was, you. it was so fun talking to you today. Thank you so much. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Just great to meet you too. And yeah. nice to, nice to know that like, I expected that this conversation would be like you guys being a little bit better at running than 
And like, <laughs> I'm like, honestly, all I have to contribute to this conversation is that I'm a mom making it through right now. <laughs> that, that's, that's why we're here. Yeah. 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 It's nice yeah. to like connect on that. Yeah. <laughs> We're yeah. all just moms making it through. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's our tagline. <laughs> yeah. Seriously. I love it. It's real life. It is real it life. Is. We're yeah. not, we're not um, no. professional runners. No. But and we've said it before. We just want it to be like a conversation between, you know, your mom friends when on your, you're on a run. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. That's mm-hmm. what they want. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. We're just running together. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I know. We should go on a run. Why were we you running this whole time? I know. That would be fun. I know. That's Social a great distancing. idea. <laughs> we should have a podcast <laughs> where we just run and talk to each other yeah. over the that, that would be great. <laughs> hear all our breath and our. Like, yeah. oh, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. There's a hill right here. Yeah. <laughs> uh, That's funny. Yeah. Well, anyway. Great talking to you. Yes, thank you so much. Yeah, you too. I really enjoyed talking with her. She's super nice. A normal mom. We're all just trying (laughs) to get by. What's our mantra now? What's our tagline? (laughs) Trying to make it through. A mom just trying to make it through. Is that what it was? We're all moms trying to make it through. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And um I loved her perspective on running with her husband. Like it's so cool that they do that so much. Oh. Um, I thought that was really fun. Well, it's been just yeah, nice time for them mm-hmm. to get away from their kids. I would really look forward to race day. Yeah, <laughs> I know. Mm-hmm. I know. Because like so Aaron one time and maybe I'm whatever but so for my 50k he's like I had to go in the porta potty with Joanna and I'm like yes I'm sorry I don't know what you want me to do about it like that's just part of mm-hmm. helping me mm-hmm. but, parenting but it's, yeah but it's so nice and even um I liked her perspective on getting through like she it's okay if she's you know you miss a run here and there or um, you know, three miles during the week. Mm-hmm. That's okay. Yeah. And that's because, what's doable and yeah. sustainable for her family. Yes. And, and I really relate with that because that seems like a sweet spot with my kids also. Yeah. Slash that's, me with a double stroller, yes. because really that's what we're talking about here. Cause yeah. I'm weak. I have a weak upper body. But, <laughs> 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 well, and I just run by myself, so I have no excuse. But oh okay. well, we always have excuses. We do. I know. Well, I have an eleven-month-old, so I guess that's an excuse. Um, heck yeah, yeah. <laughs> so it anyway. was really great talking yeah. to her. Yes. Yeah. So yeah, if you enjoyed this episode, subscribe to this podcast, leave comments, uh, likes, reviews. Yeah, that's, that's not likes. Yeah, yep. Star, stars and reviews. Stars. Yep. yep. <laughs> Five stars. And, um, you know, just do, do, do the thing with the, with the thing. Um, and you can also subscribe to Treeline Journal's newsletter. Um, you can find that via treelinejournal.com. And we send out an email once a week and we'll do episode updates so that you don't miss an episode. Or questions, you can email us at runhardmomhard at gmail.com. And we'll hopefully do a question and answer podcast in the future. And you know what I just found out? <laughs> Bingo. What? <laughs> Was that you can, audiences, audience listeners can go to Anchor and record us a voice question and we can play it on our podcast. What? Yes. So I will put the link down in the show notes and you can leave us a voice comment or question that we can put on a future podcast. Yeah. That's really cool. I know. Let's we, listen to some other voices out there. Yeah, I mean, please. nobody wants to hear my voice. <laughs> I'm like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um. <laughs> Small nasally. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah. Okay. Great. Do it. Do it, people. <laughs> please. Thank you. Yes. Okay. Over and out. Thanks. See ya.
what little buddy is it? Yeah. Clayton, he's my two-year-old, and he's not gonna me. And then this is Landon. Like, I'm fast like Fooly. He said, I need to talk with you. Food always fixes everything. Oh yeah, for sure. <laughs> they followed me down here now, so. Yeah. Bye. That wasn't awkward at all. Should you go get a glass of wine right now? <laughs> Probably. <laughs> You do not have permission. Okay. Okay. I give you permission. <laughs> My face hurt from talking about different things. <laughs> Nikki seizes up. <laughs> it's always a good idea for you to start. I have a frog in my throat. Let's hope it's not COVID-19. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you can say yeah. No. <laughs> I'm not going to say yeah. Oh, it is my bedtime. Mm-hmm. And... Give it a listen. <laughs> oh my gosh, I need to get out of this room. <laughs>